A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all doing well. My name is Steven, and this is the Storytime Channel. We've got some entitled parent stories, so let's jump right into our first story of the day by Gracie and VH. Karen steals all my Pokemon cards. Disney mom cult saves the day. Characters. Me, 8-year-old girl. Mom, member of Disney mom cult. Karen, Karen. Brat, Karen's kid. So to set the story, my family was camping up in the Canadian North. It was a large family cabin, meaning only families with small kids could stay there. We shared it with about 10 other families. I was playing with the family's kids and showing off my Pokemon cards. I was a huge collector and had so many rare cards. One kid, Brad, showed an especial interest. Those are so cool, Brad says. I say, heck yeah, I love Pokemon. I want them, Brad says. I say, you can get them at Walmart. I think that is the end of it as he walks off after a little bit of chatting. About 10 minutes later, Karen appears and approaches me which I thought was creepy since I was a little kid and at the point, alone. Hey there, little girl. Brad said you have some cool Pokemans. Brad would really like those Pokemans, says Karen. Karen then pulled out $10 and offered it for all my Pokemon cards. No way, Pokemon is like my favorite thing ever, I say. I'm creeped out, but flattered that even an adult likes my Pokemon cards. She leaves, still giving me creeper vibes. Time passed and the kids all came, except Brett, out of their rooms and decided to make a giant pillow fort in the living room space. I leave my Pokemon card binder on the big log table I had been sitting at this entire time. After I help make a glorious pillow fort, I come back to my table. The binder is gone. I immediately start freaking out looking for it. After looking for it a bit, I see Brett looking suspicious in the hallway. Hey Brett, have you seen my Pokemon cards? I can't find them. I say, extremely distressed. Brad smiles and says, Mommy said that I could have them. What? No, give them back, I say. The rest is fuzzy, but I remember my mom confronting the Karen. The Karen insisted she knew nothing about it. When I said what the kid had told me, the kid denied it. We even asked the person running the camp if they could search Karen and Brad's room, but it was against camp policy. I am extremely sad for the rest of the trip. The only card I have left is the Eevee card I always kept in my back pocket. When we returned, my mom got to work. My mom was in what we referred to as the Disney cult. It was an online form, kind of like 4chan, but only for middle-aged women obsessed with Disney. Like, in an unhealthy amount. My mom made a form about what had happened to me. Well, the Disney mommy blogger stepped the freak up. For the next three months, I received mail of Pokemon cards, all with extremely kind handwritten letters of sympathy. I got back only a fraction of what I lost, but my faith in humanity had been restored. To this day, I am still touched by their actions. Thank you, Disney mom and cult. If Karen and Brad are reading this, freak you. Give me back my hollow Charizard. 
This is exactly the kind of experience that experiencing as a kid I will never be able to get over. In OP situation, it was their binder full of Pokemon cards. When I was a kid, I was playing with my Game Boy Advance, that's the wide brick looking version, and I set it down while talking to a neighborhood kid on his bike and my brother outside while I needed to get something from inside. When I came back outside, the kid was gone, my Game Boy was gone, and my brother was just standing there. So obviously the neighborhood kid swiped it when my brother wasn't looking and rode off with it. And to this day, I've never been able to get over that. It, it just Even thinking about it now, all these years later, still pisses me off so badly. Plus, it had my most favorite Yu-Gi-Oh game in the Game Boy, and I wasn't able to play that anymore for years until I got a new one. And that was a neighborhood kid. Imagine a parent stealing a kid's favorite possessions. How cruel could you be? Have you ever had something stolen from you like this when you were a kid? Let me know in the comments down below. This next story is by Directed Accordingly, entitled Mothers Didn't Understand I Can't Cut Hair When I Couldn't See. This is a combination of accounts from co-workers and what I can remember. When I was training as a hairdresser at 16, I was cutting a woman's hair in the academy when I started to feel dizzy. Seconds later, my vision went dark and I couldn't see anything except complete darkness. I collapsed to the ground and began crawling in a panic with no idea where I was until eventually I passed out completely. When I came to, I was laying on the waiting couch confused as to what happened. My lecturers and other students told me that I was crawling on the floor mumbling for help until I passed out completely. They were about to call an ambulance for me when I came to because of what happened and that my skin was ghostly white. I was pale as snow. They helped me sit up as I was still dizzy and trying to readjust from being unconscious. My vision still wasn't 100% as I remember I could see in my peripherals but not directly. It was still black when I tried to look directly at something. My coworkers were debating still contacting an ambulance when I heard a woman's voice in the background. It was my next client, the entitled mother of the story and her sweet daughter. Entitled mother was screaming at the reception about why I wasn't doing her hair. I had never met her before, while the receptionist tried to explain what happened. Supposedly, I was out for around 20 minutes. Entitled mother kept screaming at the receptionist saying how she didn't want the student who took over for me because her friend said I was the best. The receptionist then pointed at me telling Entitled Mother to look at me and to tell her again if I looked in any condition to do her hair. I didn't. Out of nowhere, for me anyway, the little girl asked me if I was okay. I never realized she came over when the receptionist pointed me out. I told her I'm okay and to not worry about me. I thought it was very sweet she came over to check on me. She sounded around 8 years old so I didn't want to say anything that may have scared her. Entitled Mother heard me and I heard her stomping over towards me before screaming at me to do her hair. The lecturers tried to explain to her that I was just coming too and quietly said how I couldn't see clearly yet, but of course Entitled Mother couldn't help but argue. She just said she is fine, are you telling me that she is lying to my daughter? My lecturer said how I didn't want her to worry but Entitled Mother couldn't accept that. She started telling me to get up as she was paying me to cut her hair. She supposedly went to grab me when the lecturer stepped in the way. Ma'am, she can't see. There is no way she can do your hair. Look at her. You can clearly see she isn't well. Heck, she can't even sit still without support. I was rocking side to side as I was still very dizzy. Just get the other student to do your hair. Entitled mother then exclaimed, She can still cut my hair. She's a hairdresser, isn't she? She can cut it regardless. 
That's right, she thought I could still cut her hair even though I couldn't see. She told me to get up and tried again to grab me, but my lecturer made her back off. My lecturers pulled her aside and spoke to her privately. According to them, they told Entitled Mother that if she tried that again, then she would be banned from the academy and any sister's shop. Entitled Mother argued with them as the little girl just stood behind them upset. Everyone managed to get me on my feet and took me to the canteen away from Entitled Mother. From what I was told, she got banned and left after throwing a tantrum and my lecturer was telling her they would contact the police if she didn't leave. I still have no idea who she was or what she looked like. I have never heard her voice before. I ended up getting picked up by my parents and taken to the hospital. Turned out I had anemia and that I was experiencing the effects of having incredibly low iron levels. Bonus story. I think this fits here as this happened after Entitled Mother left, but before I left. Before getting picked up, I was sitting in the canteen trying to eat my lunch as my co-workers thought that would help. At this point, I could see a lot more and noticed my co-worker, Lila, going back and forth to the toilets. Every time giving me a death glare. Eventually, Lila approached me saying that I was a joke. I asked her what her problem was and she went on a massive rant about how she could still do her job while being sick. She basically said the exact same thing as Entitled Mother earlier. I just sat there listening to her tell me that I should have carried on regardless of if I could see. She kept going on and on about how she could do it and how wrong I was. She felt entitled to share her opinion and scold me. Now you may be wondering what this has to do with Entitled Parents as she is a 17 year old girl with no kids, so why did I write Entitled Mothers in my title? After she was done, I asked why she was working if she was sick. She screamed at me that she wasn't and went back to telling me I should still do my job regardless. After she finished, I simply responded, have you considered the fact you might be pregnant? That set her off saying how she wasn't and that I was pathetic trying to invalidate her by suggesting that. I said, okay, go buy a pregnancy test. If it's negative, then I will apologize. She added that she would back off if it turned out I was right, confident that she was right about everything. Determined to shut me up, she got a pregnancy test on her break and took the test in the toilets. She came out, looked at me, and told me to go freak myself. Turned out I was right. She was pregnant. Now that was a call and a half on the bonus story. Entitled mothers, plural for sure here. Honestly, the bonus story was more interesting than the first story, but I'm glad everything for OP in the first story wasn't a very serious condition and they got treated for it. Our next story is by Blueberry NZ, entitled Parent Wants the Pool for Her Precious Brat. I was sent to a conference in Australia with a colleague attending with me, but getting in on a later flight. We had arranged to meet up for dinner that night. We were booked with the same accommodation arrangements, an example as cheap as our employers could get away with. After braving the public transport system hauling a suitcase in the intense heat, 37 degrees Celsius or 98.6 Fahrenheit, and humidity for two hours, I finally found the hotel and was relieved to step into the lovely chilled reception area. Ahead of me was a lady, our main star entitled parent with her sulky hulk of a teenage son who varied from rolling eyes and muttering, oh my god, and come on already, and hurry up. The sole staff member on reception, lovely lady, looks my way and says she'll be just a moment. I'm in air conditioning, I was happy to wait, particularly as the staff member was so pleasant, however, the lady in front of me was not. 
From her loud demands and rants, it seems Entitled Parrot wants to access the pool. It's so hot today, surely we can pop through and use the pool. Lovely Lady says, I'm sorry ma'am, the pool is for the use of our guests. We could be guests. Lovely Lady says, guests paying for accommodation at our facility. Well, I could just pay for a few hours. Our facility does not offer accommodation for a few hours. Gotta admit, I instantly thought of the regent Beverly Wilshire scene in Pretty Women. Sulky Teen says, Oh, come on. Huff, roll eyes, hurry up. My son just needs to cool off. He's been doing his exams and working so hard, but it's so hot today. Lovely Lady says, I'm sorry, ma'am. I can't allow non-guests to use the facilities. Okay, fine. Give me a room then. I can offer you a room on the sixth floor. It needs to overlook the pool. I need to be able to supervise my son. Okay, we have a room overlooking the pool on the fourth floor. It's a double room. I don't need a double room. You just want more money. We only have a few rooms available. Events in the area have most of our rooms booked. Then you should upgrade us to a suite. You're taking so long and wasting my time over something so simple. We only want the pool, so you should upgrade us to make up for all of our trouble. Entitled Parent starts ranting and phones what sounds to be her husband, reiterating to him how useless and unreasonable the woman at the reception is and how they want far too much money for access to the pool. Lovely lady keeps shooting me apologetic looks throughout. Not her fault though, so I just smile and mouth, it's okay. Teen Sulk keeps muttering with occasional, oh, it's taking so long, outbursts. I wanted to slap the jerk. It takes another 10 minutes of wailing before the woman finally agrees to pay for a room overlooking the pool, continuing to complain about the price she's having to pay to use the pool. I move forward and greet the lovely lady a good 30 minutes after arriving. Lovely lady says, I'm so sorry about that. I say, that's okay, it's lovely and cool in here, so I'm good. The lady says, yeah, but that shakes head slowly. I say, you don't need someone else to be a jerk today, and I shrug. The lady checks me in again and again thanks me for my patience. I attend to my room and am a bit surprised. I was sure my employer had booked one of those compact rooms with a single bed and facilities that meant you could brush your teeth and shower while sitting on the loo. Instead, I have a king-sized bed, full bath, etc. I didn't think anything of it until my colleague arrived and came to collect me for dinner. The colleague said, wow, nice room. I just got one of those cupboard rooms. I thought our bookings were the same. I shrugged it off, but realized later the lovely lady had upgraded my room. Patience and kindness is the least you can do in this kind of situation, but it sure is nice to have some kindness returned. Well, I'm really glad that the lovely lady had the ability to upgrade people. I imagine it might be that one perk they get where if somebody is outstanding, they can do it for a courtesy type thing. And I would say OP waiting half an hour, letting that whole ensemble come to a stop and then being patient and kind and just totally okay with everything. That's probably pretty deserving, especially for that person, because I imagine it made the lovely lady probably feel a lot better having dealt with that Karen and then getting kind, proper treatment just right afterwards. A real mood lifter. Our next story is by Tiny Alien Girl. My mom is angry with me because I won't give my sibling my $1,300 laptop. A few weeks ago, I made this deal with my mom that if I gave my sibling my laptop, she'd buy me an iPad. Seemed like a good deal because I don't use my laptop much anymore. 
Against my advice, she ordered a refurbished iPad 5 off Amazon and an off-brand pencil that didn't work with the iPad. It was a little under $300 total. I'm not surprised that after a few hours on the iPad, it drastically began to slow down and not load things properly. She got upset with me when I wanted to return it. She said, I knew this would happen, knew you'd find something wrong with it, in a very snotty voice. I don't know why she was so upset. She tried buying me a refurbished MacBook 5 years ago when it was basically the same thing, super slow, until it just suddenly stopped turning on. She didn't even bother trying to return it, so that was $500 down the drain for no reason. My current laptop I bought myself around three years ago. It's a MacBook I used for a college semester before I had to drop out because of a brain tumor. I'll get back to that later on. Anyways, I went through the headache of contacting the place to return the iPad to. Printing the shipping label was a nightmare because our printer has been having issues with black ink lately. But eventually, after many reminders, mom took it to the post office to be shipped back. She didn't want to bother trying to return the pencil, not sure why. There was no talk about her ordering a different iPad once she got a refund. I didn't want to bother her anymore or potentially go through the same thing with her buying a bad iPad, so I bought one myself. A brand new iPad 7. Around $450 for it, I think, plus a nice case. It works perfectly and I'm able to do digital art on it like I've been needing. But now my mom's still expecting me to give my sibling my laptop. I don't think that deal is valid anymore. But my mom is pulling the, well the money you used was my money I gave you. So she feels like she's entitled to decide what happens to my laptop. She still feels like she bought me this iPad. Back to the brain tumor thing. I'm physically disabled now because of it and cannot find a job that fits my physical limitations. I have no income so I heavily rely on my mom for money for anything I might need. I try not to ask for anything I don't absolutely need. I feel incredibly guilty anytime I ask for money from her. The whole reason I got an iPad was to hopefully begin to sell art online so I can finally feel some self-worth. But for this instance and even the instance of my laptop, the money I used to buy my iPad and laptop came from the government. The money for my iPad was some of the stimulus check I got months ago. My laptop was money I got for college from FAFSA. My mom didn't pay for either, but I still feel like I have to do it because she's given me so much already. I'd like to keep my laptop and I'll 100% let my sibling use it if they need to, but I still feel like I'm in the right to say it's still mine. I'm so torn. I'm not a very confrontational person and my mom is pretty scary and uses guilt very well. What do I do? This is a very difficult situation because you're dealing with family members and you're dealing with family members who probably sacrificed at least to some degree for you, so you definitely feel like you owe them to some degree. That said, they didn't buy you any of the stuff you have. You purchased that yourself entirely with all your own money. So even if they did sacrifice this or that for you and tried to help you during a time of need, that doesn't mean that they just get to feel entitled to belongings of yours. And you made sure that they went and got the refurbished iPad refunded, so now in theory they should have the money to be able to go buy a Chromebook or whatever. But it's important to be able to put your foot down so you don't get steamrolled and taken advantage of. It's really hard because they're your family and it's emotionally a very heavy decision but i think it's best you don't cave into those feelings and you don't let these people take your belongings and basically take advantage of you 
And our final story of the day is by Aliantine21. The city needs to accommodate my kid's sleeping schedule. I read this open letter to city council in a local newspaper a while ago and it made me laugh slash cringe, so I thought I'd share. It was a complaint from a father of a toddler girl. The gist of the letter was that when the garbage truck drove by his house in the morning, it woke up his daughter at 7 and she would be fuzzy. This was a huge problem because she actually didn't need to get up before 8 and now he had to get up an hour early to get himself ready before his kid woke up. His suggestion was that city council invested in getting some city planners to redraw the route that the garbage truck drove so that it would hit his house at a later point than it did right now so that it would match with his daughter's sleeping pattern. And the best part? You know how often the garbage truck drove past his house? Every other Tuesday. Maybe instead of arguing about something that makes noise every other Tuesday, maybe introduce a white noise machine or something and get your kid accustomed to sleeping with sounds around so that the smallest little bump or the garbage truck coming by or whatever wouldn't necessarily just wake them up. Or, considering it's literally every other week on one day, one morning, maybe they could just kind of, you know, deal with it? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today, so if you enjoyed the stories today, please consider giving the video a like, and if you haven't, subscribe and turn notifications on so you'll never miss an upcoming video. And if you had a favorite story of the day, let me know which one and why in the comments down below. But no matter what you did, whether it was liking, commenting, subscribing, whatever you did, thank you all so very much for supporting me right here on the Storytime channel. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and as always, I'll be back tomorrow with more Reddit stories right here on the Storytime channel. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.